Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Standing on My Soapbox, your Monday through Friday rants, raves, and reviews talk radio show with the top stories in news, politics, and pop culture. Join your host, entrepreneur Scott Fullerton, and co-host, actor and writer Craig Hurley, right here at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Live, or subscribe and download on your favorite podcast distributors, including Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple and Google Podcasts. You're also invited to call in and share whatever is on your mind at 347-989-0126 during the live shows. So here we go. Stand up on our soapbox and let's start talking. Well, hello, everyone, and happy Monday to you. Welcome to Standing on My Soapbox. It is Monday, October 28, 2019. I'm your host, Scott Fullerton. In just a second, I'll be joined by my co-host, actor and writer, Mr. Craig Hurley. We hope you had a fantastic weekend, and we're looking forward to another week of great talk radio right here on the Left of Straight Radio Network. You can tune in every day live, 3 o'clock Pacific, 6 o'clock Eastern Time. And give us a call if you have anything to talk about. We'll be talking about the day's pop culture, news, and politics. You can call us while we're live at 347-989-0126. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast at your favorite podcast distributor, either over on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Spotify, whatever blows your hair back. Why don't we go ahead and jump up on my soapbox and let's start talking. Craig Hurley, how the heck was your weekend? You went to the circus? It's a carnival. Yeah. You went to the circus this weekend. <laughs> That's how my weekend was. That's how my past week's been. It's been a uh-huh. little bit of a circus. And I, 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 the, I, I have a friend. Uh, she just turned 17 uh, today, actually. Um, and, uh, and she's got these words of wisdom every once in a while. And she's been doing this the entire time. It's Jackie Frazee. She's on, uh, she was on every which way with, with Katie and, uh, and her birthday is today. Um, but her words keep running through my head at one point a while ago. Um, cause she's like clairvoyant and, and I mean, there's, uh, multiple times over the past five or six years that we've known her, um, that she has these just, just brilliant words, dude. Just, just like this, this stuff that comes out of nowhere, and she's in touch with um, people on the other side. So they, they tend to communicate through her, and it's really a trippy thing to watch, and it's really very cool. Um, but, uh, she said, um, if you think that somebody's a clown, why do you continue to go back to the circus? And, and I'm just like, every time I deal with certain people in my life, I I'm like, yeah, why do I keep going back to the circus? Why do I keep continuing to, to go there? And, and, and well, that's all. That's why I'm like, yeah, the, the entire like past week's kind of been. You know, and all in, 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 in uh, over the weekend, too. So, well, those are good words fun. to live by. I was a little worried when you started yeah. out the whole thing with I have this 17 year old girl who's a friend. It's like, wait a second, I don't like the way this is going all of a sudden, but you, you cleaned it up nicely. Okay, very good. Very good. Okay, I really um, like it. anyway, 
The story no, took a good turn after that. I'm just pointing that. out that ever, ever, ever since she was like 12 years old, Jackie's signed with us on Daylight Sucks. She's she's uh, a brilliant actress, and I've seen that since she was young, and that's why I had her signed to Daylight Sucks. Uh, we get, we have a licensing agreement with her um, so that we can draw her as one of the characters and and in in the comic book and it's it she's been this way the entire time it's just that she turned 17 year old i mean 17 years old today so and and i was just what is thinking her about her, her words book? all all over the weekend what is her, um what she is plays her a, she plays a she plays a cancer patient who um george allen um who is the He's he's not the lead vampire in the clan in the Allenwick clan. He is Ava's Ava Allenwick, who is um, played by Katie Barberi, or uh, we've got her uh, being the, playing Ava or being drawn as Ava. I've got a licensing agreement with Katie as well. Uh, I've got a licensing agreement with 23 different actors on on this. Um, but uh, yeah, her uh, Jackie's character is a cancer patient who. George Allenwick, who plays a, a pathologist and a and a coroner, that's his job in life, so that they can continue to hide within society, the clan of vampires. Um, he is in on their tests, and and he meets them. And he meets a, a group of kids, and Jackie's one of the kids uh, in the in the um, cancer ward, in the pediatric cancer ward of the hospital that he works at and he befriends them and brings them into the clan. So he gives them a, a, an old, you know, life where they're all going to die. They're all terminal. So, and yeah, I'm giving away plot lines. Thanks. Dude. But, uh, you know, that's it, it, it. She's, she plays an integral part of those, uh, four characters that are, that Very are good. in the, in, yeah. As cancer patients, so sounds good. And people can find yeah. this uh, and find daylight, daylight sucks. online, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, issue one. I've only put out issue one right now. Um, I've got two more issues as far as a practical comic book. Uh, I don't even have any of those for sale right now. But the digital comic book uh, of Daylight Sucks issue one can be found on Google Play Books. So same with twenty seven and all washed up. That can and be found on about, Google Playbooks as well. What about if they want no, we to just catch her my, in any which way? We just, we're just pitching my shit right now. Ah, oh, it's war. Really? I'm starting out the week. Are we just pitching all yeah, my stuff it. right now, all my books? Stop it. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. Stop it. <laughs> I may not let you do it later, so yeah, might as well do it t- now while you have the chance. And where can they find her on any which way you can? <laughs> you on might Hulu not right let me now, do right? it later. Uh, no, every which way, and it's just every which way. Um, they, uh, yeah, they're airing it on Hulu right now, but none of the actors are getting paid for that. Dude, don't get me started. You know, I feel, uh, well, you yeah. know, I'll start talking about how Lori Laughlin deserves whatever it is she's getting because she doesn't know how to use that. Yeah, money. let's get off that because you're totally wrong on that. So we'll get off on that. Um, no, I'm not okay, wrong on we'll that. move on. Uh, yeah, so Fuller we'll House would on. not be on the air without every which way. Whatever. Fuller House would not be on the air with every which way. So we won't go there. 
we beat that okay. subject to death, so we'll we'll call it dead and buried. Um, yeah, it's okay. dead and buried actually. They're still talking about it with Viacom. So, yeah, on a legal end, National Labor Relations Board and all. So it's not dead and buried. It's far from that. There you go. All right. Well, if it ever becomes revived again, we'll talk about it again then. Nice. Um, all right. So let's jump into the new. Anything else happened this weekend exciting before we jump into what's happening? No. Didn't have, from what I can tell, Halloween is still happening on Thursday, correct? Except for that's a, except for that's where trick or treaters are coming to our house on Thursday. It was in the paper today. So, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be really cold, dude. It's gonna be really cold, and uh, Chicago by Thursday is looking at at least one to three inches of snow. So it's gonna be an interesting holiday. Really? Yep. Denver yeah, we are gonna start almost. getting cold here on Friday, so that makes sense. That Chicago usually gets their weather about a day before us because we are starting Friday. We will be in mid fifties for the next three to four days after that. So it's going to get chilly here on come the day after Halloween. So yeah, dude, Vegas is at here. Vegas is currently at forty five degrees tonight. I mean, not currently; they're at sixty, like sixty one. But tonight, forty five degrees, and then tomorrow it's supposed to drop into the thirties. At night. Wow, that is yep. chilly. Yes. Chilly, chilly. For Vegas, that's crazy. Yeah, because considering it was 80 just a couple of days ago, my friends went to the lake, I guess, last yep. week and said it was 80 degrees. So that's yep. a big drop in temperature there. Uh, yeah, it was like 85 last week. <sighs> cold. 30 is going to be cold. And my friends can't handle the cold temperatures now that live out there now because they're so used to the warm weather that their blood is all thin. So they get cold easily there, so they're going to be a little chilly this week, I can tell. Yeah. No, we're looking at a lot of cold temperatures, like record-breaking cold temperatures all across the United States over the next couple of days. There's been a lot of weather stuff going on that we really, I, you know, I haven't talked about weather at all. I haven't talked any, about any of that. The dead lobsters in Cape Cod, dude, that's kind of scary. You know, we get a lot of I our lobsters. I heard about that. What's that about? Yeah, no, they're pulling up, all the fishermen are pulling up all the cages, all the traps that they have in Cape mm-hmm. Cod for the lobsters. And they're all dead. Every lobster that they're pulling up, I don't mean to laugh, um, but really? because it's actually pretty serious. Um, yeah, all the, the water's way too warm uh, on our surface, and the cold water is down below. If, if it, it's like really deep, you know, you have to go really deep, like 2,000 feet, in order to actually find some cold oxygenated, oxygenated, wow, why can't I say the word oxygenated? All right, I said it. Um, but it, it, there's, there's no oxygen, or the oxygen level is extremely low on the surface of all of our oceans at this point, especially near the coast. And because we've polluted them, I, there's, there's no other reason. So we've polluted them, and um, uh, we've caused this. And it's also, you know, this is a part of climate change. We're going to have to figure out how to fish for lobsters in a different area, you know, or, or in, a, in a deeper um, uh, sea level. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're, the, the lobsters that they're pulling up um, are all dead. So I don't even know if they can use them 
you know, they're, they're dead in the, in the cages or in the traps. I don't, I, I'm not sure if they can even use them because they got to be sitting there rotting once they die. Wow. That's wild. Yeah. I had not heard about that. And I just kind of pulled that up yeah. while you were talking about it. They've lost a lot. It wasn't just lobsters. They also lost some of uh flounder and skate fish and uh, this eel type thing called a ling. So I right. guess they're trying to figure all that out right now. Wow. That's crazy. Well, that's happening. That's happening all over the place. I mean, we've, we still have a, a red tide because of Nestor. Um, we have a red tide in Florida. And it's just it just stirred up a whole bunch of stuff that's sitting out in the middle of the Gulf and throwing it onto our shores. And that we caused as well. And there's like dead fish and dead sea turtles and, uh, and just all sorts of sea life that's just all dead on the shores. So, you know, and it, and it really is caused by us. And we should try to clean this up. I, you know, I, I think there's some jobs there. Isn't there some jobs in cleaning the place up and actually recycling materials and, you know, getting rid of things that we need to get rid of and, and doing it properly, not, you know, just throwing things into a landfill. That doesn't work. It'll just get spread right. out again. Just you'll have another hurricane and it'll just get spread out all over the place. So you, you have to plan ahead. And it doesn't seem that we're doing that. <clears throat> so we really need to. I guess what you were saying with the way when it gets, when those different, temperature layers get like that it depletes the oxygen so they're actually dying of yeah, lack of oxygen in the water Very it becomes acidic the water becomes acidic and that's happening all along uh, you know it happened because of the uh, uh, deep uh, deep water horizon uh, disaster that happened out in in the middle of gulf or right off of louisiana and you know the like their their whole fishing industry, their sh- their shrimp industry, all of their wildlife are are just it's completely destroyed. And that that was years ago, and we still haven't done anything to really fix that. And we're dealing with the repercussions of that. Currently, Brazil right now, Brazil on their coastline, they've got chunks of oil showing up on their on their coastline. They've got like these blobs of oil, and they're not sure what that's caused by, but I guarantee you it's another oil spill. Um, hmm. And I hate that. I hate that, that that's the term. It's like, Ooh, we spilled some oil. No, no, it's not like you spilled some milk and you clean it up with, you know, a, a paper towel. It's not, it, that's not the way this works. It, you know, it's not an oil spill. It makes it sound like it's, you know, not a, it's a complete disaster. It's a complete environmental disaster. Complete. And we cause it by digging it up and then letting it either um, seep into the ocean or actually dumping it into the ocean, either by mistake or, you know, by, by on purpose. We, we dump a lot right. of stuff. That's, that's what the EPA and was And you're, you're kind of making uh, a metaphor there, but it really is the only way they can clean it up is by putting these um, sheets across the water that absorbs the oil. But there's just you can't get enough of it and it takes forever to do no. that. Yeah, um, because that's the only way you can really get the oil out of the water. Is yeah. by and then doing, once you get it out of the water, what do you do with it? You know, where do you, right. where do you put it? You know, there's, it's, it's already a problem. Oily flammable rag all of a sudden. Yeah. These yeah. Things. They're so, blaming, yeah. they're blaming Venezuela. Cause I guess Venezuela had, it, we're not hearing about what's actually going on there. Um, and they've had a number of oil disasters over there. 
And Brazil is currently blaming Venezuela for the oil blobs that are showing up on their coast. But it's happening all over the world. It's not just, you know, it's not just it's not just us. I mean, it's happening over in Japan, too. All this stuff is happening. And we really should, you know, internationally be paying attention to it. And we're not we're not even doing it on it on right now. You know, like, don't use a straw. It, this is a very simple thing. It's a very, very simple thing. Don't use a straw. Just don't use a straw. Refuse to use the straw because all that happens with a straw that you only use once from every single convenience store that you go into, every single convenient restaurant that you go into, from Starbucks to Jack in the Box to McDonald's to everybody, they all have these plastic straws that just end up in the freaking ocean. That's it. That's where they end up. Not in they California anymore. They're all paper and, now. But, yeah, no, that's a, actually a good thing. Paper straws are actually a good thing. But don't use a straw because then what you're doing is you are, you are killing a sea turtle. You are killing a porpoise. Straws get stuck in the different orifices of these animals. You are killing sea life. You, you yourself are actually killing sea life by using a straw. Don't use a straw. I haven't used straws in years. I, I literally will be like, I, I don't need it. Unless I actually have to f- absolutely use the straw. But then I'll go and clean that straw, and I'll use it for days, dude. I'll use it forever until that thing's falling apart, until it's chewed on and all crispy. So, you know, it's like, I, you know, I'll, I'll clean it out, but I'll use it. And, and I don't throw it away until absolutely necessary, and then I'm cutting it up. So that no, no sea turtle is going to die on my watch. That's not how this. That's not how this is going to work. Not with not with any straw that I use because I haven't used straws in years. So yeah, I haven't used a straw forever. I just I don't like them a, and I don't like the waste b. But I just I don't like drinking things out of the straw. It just it's weird to me. I am being it's a little a- hypocritical because I smoke cigarettes, but um, they have not found a way to recycle cigarette butts. And uh, uh, cigarette butts, however, birds use them to build nests with, and it fights off fleas and ants coming, coming into the, the nicotine and the tar in the cigarette butt itself, fights off all of and mites, these little tiny mites that birds get. It fights them off, and because that's one of nature's like, um, uh, pest repellents is nicotine. So, um, so there's actually a small benefit, at least to birds, um, for, uh, for cigarette butts, but cigarette butts tend to end up in the ocean too. And that really is very frustrating to me. Um, it's, you know, a, a difficult thing to get away from. And, um, I did recycle, I did come up with a way to recycle cigarette butts on a fluke when I was working for uh, department of transportation as a concrete tech. I was smoking a cigarette on the site, and I threw some. I threw a cigarette butt into the concrete, and they they immediately they were pouring the, or placing that concrete right there. And the uh, the contractor was like, "What's that going to do for the for the concrete?" And he goes, "It's going to affect it anyway." And I was like, "Well, actually, it'll probably make it stronger because." It's a bonding agent. It would. It has fibers in it, so it's never going to create a void. It's never going to break down. It's inside of a place where it's not where it's trapped. It's not going to ever get any oxygen. So 
it'll just become stronger in that area, in that one particular area. And I actually went out and blended up a bunch of cigarette butts and put them into a concrete mix. And there was a big concrete company in Chicago, uh, Elmer Chicago Stone, that wanted to test it. They wanted to do a slab test on it. But I had to come up with 20,000 cigarette butts in order to slice them up and, and put them into a blender and, and get them all puffed up in order to make it an additive. And I'm like, I'm not doing this. And it was like $25,000 for the patent on it. It was crazy. So, you know, I'm just like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to come up with 20,000 cigarette butts, but there, <laughs> there is no way, there is no way at, at this point to recycle cigarette butts and there's a whole bunch of them floating around the oceans and once again ending up in you know in a porpoise's blowhole and stuff like that and i just like i know that there's some sea life that i've affected by that um in my lifetime so i'm yeah i'm trying not to be hypocritical i'm trying to figure out you know exactly where where my place is in this is as well so for some things like a straw I just like, I'm like, I don't need it when they hand me a cup, you know, at any store that I'm in when I'm buying a drink. So I, I don't need it. I'm good. And just drink out of the cup. What, what, you can't drink out of the side of the cup without spilling? Seriously? Y'all need straws? Y'all need straws that badly. You know, it's, it's a convenience. So, and it's a convenience that we can do without at this point. Wow, I went on a rant there you about go. straws. That's all right. I agree. Everyone, everyone learns something, hopefully. And like we said, California has already outlawed straws, so you can't even use them there. So that could be the way of the law, the la- law of the land pretty soon enough anyway. So might as well get used to it now or switch over to paper. I feel the same way about styrofoam. And the people that created, the family that created styrofoam, the guy that created it's like, yeah, you don't need to use it anymore. It's the same with the uh, Keurig cups. That guy's miserable. He's like, I'm a billionaire. I'm not giving my money back to you, but please stop using these. Uh, there's cure cups floating all over this world. And he's just like, no, what did I do? <laughs> so, you know, he feels really guilty about that. Um, and, the, and, and, you know, if the styrofoam thing, dude, we, we use it in, in, just, for, just for convenience one time at every restaurant that we go into unless you request something else. Just turn to the waitress, and when they're packing up your stuff or when you're packing up your stuff, because you really shouldn't send it back to the kitchen and then have them pack it up. You should pack it up yourself, um, just, just safety, um, and, and, and ask them for a piece of aluminum foil. Aluminum is the number one mineral on the planet, and it immediately starts to biodegrade and goes back into the planet. It's fine. It immediately biodegrades. So ask for a piece of aluminum foil and wrap your stuff up, like make it into a duck, do aluminum origami, do whatever you want, make it into a ball. I don't care, but don't use the styrofoam. The styrofoam, you use it one time, it has a 25,000 year half-life. Half-life. So then it breaks down another half-life, which is whatever, 12,500 and and so on and so on and so on and so on and so on. I don't know how long it's around. I could do the math, but it's going to be around a long time after I use it once. One time. Well, you Dude, can burn ridiculous. it, but then it, the chemicals into the air is just oh. as bad. <laughs> it, it's burnable. Yeah, you don't want to burn the tire. Burn it. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a that's nasty. You're blowing a whole bunch of CO2s into the air that don't need to be there, and other things. Right. Yeah, I am. I'm. Guilty on my K cup thing. I, I've told you my my 
Yeah. My dilemma on K-Cups, because I am hugely addicted. We've decided yesterday, actually, we decided yesterday we're going to slow our use of them down because we've literally in the last week and a half gone through um, 120 K-Cups, you know, wow. like two and a half Two and a half weeks because we like our wow, coffee. Wow, dude. And, uh, I, I, so, yeah, I've so got I, a Mr. Coffee coffee machine, and it makes a cup of coffee. That's it. And I put my own coffee grounds in there, and, and which I buy at the store. They're already pre-ground. So, you know, I'm, I'm doing it as naturally as I possibly can and not using anything that I, that, you know, that, that I wouldn't, that I'm not going to use again. I'm like, there's nothing in here that, that I'm not going to use again. And I'm only using a cup to put it into. And I use that same cup over and over and over and over again, because it's my coffee cup, just like everybody else. But it's just, you know, Mr. Mr. Coffee, that's it. It's not a Keurig. Well, we double dip. I mean, we have a, we have a bun coffee maker that makes coffee instantaneously. And so we start nice. with that in the morning and that makes four cups. <laughs> I love those. So nice. we have two cups each um, out yep. of that. And then we've been going to the Keurig, but we decided actually yesterday <laughs> we're going to make a second pot of bun coffee thing. Because like I said, it's instantaneous. It's the bun. I don't know if you're familiar with a bun coffee maker, but they're what they mm. use in restaurants and stuff like that. They have a water reserve in the back. So as soon as you pour the water and turn it on, the water reserve is always kept hot and it goes through immediately. So your coffee literally Sweet. takes two, two minutes to brew. So um, wow. we're going to a second pot of that now instead of doing through all of our Keurig. Because literally, like I said, I bought probably two and a half Keurigs have gone through 140, 120 K-cups. So I got 280 count cases in the last two and a half, three weeks, and I'm on the second half of my second case already. Or tore through one half. So we're going to pay attention to that. But my recycle thing, I do throw all of my K-cups into my trash compactor bag, which is a plastic bag anyway, so it's not going to disintegrate. So at least it's kept in one plastic thing and it's all going to not disintegrate together instead of put it into trash and let it just put the K-cups by themselves into the trash and let them kind of scatter (laughs) everywhere. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're going to pay attention. We're going to pay attention to that. You're trying on that. Try to eliminate a little more. There might be a little wish cycling going on there because you've got to clean those Keurig cups out if they're contaminated in any way. And what contamination means is any type of food product that's left on the plastic itself. So you've got to clean them completely out before dumping them into recycling in order to get those recycled. And even then they don't always get recycled because there's a number on the bottom of every, I happen to know a lot about this for some reason. Uh, There's a number on the bottom of every single cup and every single type of plastic. And it's in a triangle usually. And the majority of the one through threes get recycled. Everything else has to go through a chemical recycling and they um, uh, have to be broken down via um, chemicals. They have to be broken down via different acids. So they normally end up just in a landfill or floating around the ocean. So we need to figure out what we can do with those plastics that need to be chemically broken down and do it in a safe way and also do it in an environmentally safe way in order to make sure that we're reusing these plastics. Otherwise, we're not reusing anything. There's a whole bunch of Starbucks cups 
<clears throat> that even though they've got like a number three on them or a number one even, that they've got a certain type of plastic in them that cannot be used, cannot be recycled. So they end up in a, in a landfill because there are people that separate, you know, this stuff at, at, the, at the landfills. You know, it's, it's not like we humans are perfect because we're not. So there are people at the landfills that have jobs that, that do separate this stuff when we don't separate it or when we separate it incorrectly. And there's a lot of people that are like, I wish I could recycle this. Like styrofoam is a non-recyclable material. You can't recycle it. So don't throw it into recycling. But they have people that separate it anyway. Right. All righty. Well, we've actually gone 28 minutes and talked about our weekend recycling. So we're going to take a break. Excellent. And we'll come back to the news of the Excellent. day. We I hope somebody some learned something. <laughs> we got some good information out there. I'm very happy about that. All right, we're going to play a little Matt Stern. This is Travel Around Your World, since we're talking about the oceans of the world. We'll be back in about three minutes. You're listening to Standing in My Soapbox. We'll be taking calls over the next half hour at 347-989-0126.
righty, we are back, guys. You have about 25 minutes. Give us a call, 347-989-0126. Going to jump into the news, um, do an impeachment update since that's going up. They, Nancy Pelosi has said today they are going to do an official floor vote for an official um, impeachment hearings on Thursday. So this Thursday they're going to hold a floor vote on Halloween. On Halloween. Um, <laughs> they've been saying all along they don't on Halloween? one and they really Are... don't, but they're doing it just because that's what all the GOP is saying they have to have. Um, so they're doing it just for the heck of it on Thursday. So wow. that will be very interesting. Um, it'll be official impeachment. Is anybody dressing up? Anybody dressing know. up for Halloween during the, during the official inquiry? inquiry? We, we will have to see. I am not sure about that. I doubt it. Probably and what are they dressing as up as? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they're scary enough in their regular garb, so who knows? It's going to be, yeah, they're just dressing up as, as old white guys. <laughs> oh, dude. They've had a couple things come out over the weekend. Um, one, they found out that uh, the White House knew as early as May, which is previous to what they said that. Giuliani was doing uh, this stuff with Ukrainian president, causing him to be a little freaked out. Um, right. The, that I guess the girl that testified a while back that um, what's her name? Um, something Hill, whatever Fiona Hill. Um, right. She had she had already told John Bolton and told all of them that they were getting nervous over there about Giuliani doing this in early May, which is way before this phone call. So that's kind of ramps up over the weekend. And then Charles Kupperman was supposed to uh, be there today. He is the president for national security affairs. And he is asked a federal judge, whether he has to go before the, because he's been subpoenaed by the committee. So he knows he has to go, but then president um, Trump has said he's not allowed to go before the committee. So he's asking a judge, like, hey, I'm stuck in the middle here. What will happen? So it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. That could be what will be the precedent for future people that decide not to come before it or not. So lots happening with the impeachment inquiry. Tune in Thursday to see what the vote says. Everyone will officially go on record on Thursday. Speaking of which, did you I think it's interesting. food at the World Series last mm-hmm. night? No, no, I didn't see. <laughs> he went no, to the World Series last that. night, and they they put him up on oh. the jumbotron. I'm feeling sorry him, for you him. You see him smiling to everybody, and all of a sudden the whole crowd starts booing. Starts and, booing. and Washington D.C. is a very democratic place, and you see his face turn from a huge smile into a scowl because he finally hears wow. what they're saying. And then a group in one corner of the stadium started chanting, "Lock him up." Like she used to do nice. Hillary everything, and it got pretty loud. So he was not a happy camper with that last night at all. So very, very interesting. But he did, did have he a good sing? Weekend. Did he sing "Take Me Out to the Ball Game" at the seventh inning stretch? That's what I want to know. I don't know. know. He didn't leave till the eighth inning, so he might have. But I don't know. I don't know what kind of mood he was in after he heard all the booing and everything. But he didn't have a good weekend because the other big story of the weekend, of course, is our special forces team, with help from all sorts of other nations, took out the founder and leader, one of the founders and leader of ISIS, uh, Abu Bakr Baghdadi, 
uh, they killed him this weekend. So he was tracked down and killed. It was done by a special teams unit of our military, along with reconnaissance and everything, by the Kurds who we just rejected, of course, and left to die, and also um, Russia and uh, Turkey and Syria. So the number one bad guy of ISIS was taken out this weekend. Yeah, he is gone. interesting because SNL SNL's pulled up and was uh, um, uh, what's his what's his face came back. Um, uh, I, I can't I forgot his name right now. Um, and he plays a, a member of ISIS and who's at a Trump rally. And, and he says, thank you for giving us our jobs back. You said you were going to create jobs. Thanks for giving us our jobs back. And I'm just like, oh, I think it's interesting that, funny. that, that, you know, yeah, it was really funny. And, and I think it's, Talk it's interesting timing, that, that right like the, the day, yeah, exactly. The, the timing on that, on nailing the head of ISIS after giving him his job back. <laughs> by freeing wow. him. So yeah, by letting Turkey attack the Kurds. So Yeah, he did a four really five minute press conference on it yesterday. Talk gave about gave more details than ever's been given before, which is both good and bad. And uh then today he's at the um Chicago Association the, in, he's in Chicago where the uh uh, Association of Chief Police for all over the country have gathered right. for a little conference there, and he spoke to them in Chicago today, kind of blaming it on Obama for not catching him before now, um, forgetting okay. that he caught Osama bin Laden, I guess, but okay. Right. And uh, comparing, <laughs> yeah, did he you, did you compared that? his uh, <laughs> compared his impeachment to Jesse Smollett saying they're both fake witch hunts um, because Jesse Smollett made up the entire thing. And just like his impeachment thing is all about made up stuff. So he, he compared the two in the middle of Chicago. So, I, you know, talk uh, to the, talk to those individuals that were involved that are already in jail. Isn't Mike Cohen in jail right now because he was involved in this? And oh, yeah. aren't there, yeah, campaign aren't there, manager, <laughs> talk, it's like 27 people. And, yeah. There's a whole bunch of people in jail, or at least they they were in jail for you know a certain amount of days for their participation in this. So there's there's something wrong with that. That's what the witch hunt is showing up. You know, it's then it's not a witch hunt. It's you know this is corruption that's being um, exposed. It's what's happening. No, they've caught these more people witches than Salem did time. back in the day. So far, just from this administration. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's I don't not think a. You can really... I'm going to call the witch hunt. Those poor witches have been going down more than the Salem witch trials. That's for danger. Yeah. Yep. So well, I don't know. They killed a lot of witches. So that was interesting. Um, last other piece of political news. Um, a freshman representative, Democratic representative Katie Hill, had to resign today amid an ethics investigation over an alleged inappropriate relationship with a staffer. She's a Southern California Democrat, and she's attributing it to an abusive, estranged husband and some political operatives, but she did admit to fooling around with a person on her campaign staff. She said she didn't fool around with anyone on her staff, her, her congressional staff, but when she was running, she'd fool around with somebody. So she had to resign today. So we lost one Democrat in California, but it sounds huh. like she should have 
should have done it because when you once you have an ethics panel going on you, I don't know. It's hard to say because I still am kind of bummed about um, what's his face from Minnesota, Frankel, um, right? Quitting over an ethics thing, which was never really proven. Yeah. This which thing, no, it wasn't. It, it was it was proven to be just a bunch of crap. Um, they were all involved. That whole that whole time period, it was all about different comedy things that they were doing. They're comedians. Al Franken, he's he's a comedian. Even though yes, he's a senator. He you know he he's or you know he's a comedian first. So um, that's where he gets you know all the stuff from, and and they were all in on it. Everybody was in on it. There's a whole bunch of pictures, not just the one. And, you know, they it just got blown way out of proportion because of Me Too movement and all of that. Right. So, um, you know, there are some people that in this that, you know, um, just try to be graceful and be gentlemanly about, you know, the activities that were happening and then got proven innocent in in, in the things that were going on. But it doesn't matter how how media took it or how public appeal, you know, or how the public took it because at that time they're all like, Oh man, you know, he's sexist. He's misogynist. Look what he's doing. All that stuff. So when really it wasn't, yeah, everybody was involved in the, right in the comedy. In the, in the yeah. Movement. So yeah. kind of convicted without cause at the time, but. Similar yeah, thing so happened like, with similar thing would happen with Chris Hardwick, but Chris Hardwick went back. If you notice, he's, he's back on Talking Dead. So and he's like, you know, yeah, I had to I had to take off during that time in order to defend myself against this thing, and and right. not let public opinion, you know, sway whether or not I'm innocent in this. And he was proven innocent. And he has and then a lot boom, lower profile now. I mean, it hurt him yep. very badly. Yep. Yeah, he does have a lot badly. lower profile. Yeah. He's back on Talking Dead, but he had a couple other TV shows. He had Talking, and he had uh, uh, that game show. The, the, the show at Midnight. Oh, dude, whatever. I loved that show. The Midnight. The, just, it was, I think it was called Midnight, right? Wasn't it called? Midnight it was, was the to game do with. show. That was hilarious. That was very Dude, good. it was so funny. But that show was so funny. It was so funny. It was all with comedians, and it was it was hilarious. And uh, But he actually had a show called Talking with – Chris Hardwick, where he went one-on-one with different celebrity friends. It was like an interview nice. show. It was really, really in-depth and good. I like Chris nice. Hardwick a lot. And yeah, and this was no, he's a great executive producer, girlfriend dude. and actress as well that his whole whole buffoon went through. So, right. um, yeah, he still hasn't gone back to where he was. He lost lots of gigs for it and lost a lot of his reputation, but he is slowly making his way back on it. He's a great, great uh, executive producer. Yeah, I like him a lot. Yeah. So, oh, speaking of uh, producers and everything, did you hear that Robert Evans passed away? Director? Yeah, dude. Yeah, the kid stays in the picture. Yeah, dude. Um, he, he was a really, really good. I read um, uh, two of his books, and it was really, really good. Executive producer, director, um, and and I I tried to uh really learn from from his stuff and uh i, I i'm pretty sure he's going to be missed man um well he basically yeah, single-handedly I, I brought that. back paramount pictures when they were struggling mm-hmm. in the 60s he brought yep. them chinatown the godfather rosemary's baby 
um, brought them a lot of work and uh, just really revitalized the entire Paramount Pictures at the time. So they were yeah. struggling. That was before they had the Star Trek franchises and everything else. And what's what got them the Star Trek franchises because they yep. kind of had a bad reputation back in the early 60s. And then he brought, like I said, Chinatown, Godfather, Rosemary's Baby. Eventually, um, Star Trek came to it late in the 60s. And not from him, but just came there because they had a resurgence because of Robert Evans. But he was like one of the original bad boys. I mean, he had seven marriages. He was very outspoken. Um, I guess his his memoir, The Kids Stay in the Picture, was yeah. really kind of uh, kind of yeah, kind of free willing and crazy. But uh, yeah, no, he's going to talk a lot about. He talks about a, a lot about his relationship with uh, Steve McQueen and and Allie and uh, I can't remember her last name, um, but um, how you know how they were all involved. So and because he were he was a big part of Steve McQueen's um, career as well. Wow, will be missed. That's for sure. I, I, he was eighty nine years old. I mean, he had a good life. Thank goodness. Wow. That's nice. He lived a nice long life but always sad when you lose a very big pioneer like that and how about joker resurging on this fourth week dude another um, 18 gonna, million dollars domestically we're going to find out today whether it officially won it was really <clears throat> neck and neck between it and maleficent um, right right the the pre-box office finals had joker edging out with 18.9 million over the fourth weekend and Maleficent had 18.5, so they'll get final totals today. But that movie is just tearing it up. I got to go see this yeah. one because it's, just, yeah, it's going crazy. I still haven't seen it. I still haven't seen it myself. I'd like to see it. Supposedly, it's amazing. That's what it says. Like I said, very dark, but very, I mean, just extremely well acted and just a huge... Uh, Huge thought piece on mental illness and everything else, besides being a origin story for the Joker. So, right, very interesting stuff. Yeah, they never uh, they never really delve into it. DC never really delve into um, um, the Joker's background, and because he kind of just appears one day. I mean, you know, they needed to come up with with villains, and and his story, and he tells so many different stories about how he got, you know, I want to know how I got these scars. He's got two stories in, in Dark Knight alone um, that are completely different. And, and the, the background on it in the comic books, at least from what I've looked at, um, tell me if I'm wrong, three four seven nine eight nine zero one two six, is that he used to work at a, a comic book factory and that he fell into a vat of like acetone it, it was a, it was a, they were clean. I mean, they were mixing the colors. And so that's how some of the colors got permanently onto his face. That's how he, he was bleached. And then the scarring came from that as well, but that's just one of the stories and he tells it. So <clears throat> if, you know, uh, yeah, if that it's was, him, that's, the, <laughs> the, uh, you can't believe. <laughs> I think that's kind of the story they used for um, the original right. Jack Nicholson movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, with when Jack Nicholson first played the Joker, I think that was his origin. Yep. But you're right; there's been a couple different origin stories on it. So, uh, yep. this is supposed to be very dark and intriguing. So I'm kind of looking forward to seeing it. 
I'm running out of stories here. We have Susie Q on the line. Let's see how her weekend was, if she has anything to add today, dude, okay? I, I have to, dude, I've got a whole list of stuff, but go ahead. Put Susie in. There's no running Susie out of stories. Susie Q, you're on the air. How's your weekend? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm just really on, up into your show. It's amazing. Well, we appreciate it. And I it. missed you guys over the weekend. Oh, my God. I thought Saturday well, we and Sunday too. would I never shows on Monday. Well, we don't have much uh, much time left today, so I wanted to give you uh, a quick second to give your Susie Q wisdom of the day. What's your wisdom of the day? And then we'll let you go real quick. You don't know what you can do until you do it. That's very wise. <laughs> I Love like you guys. It. All right. Cool. Thanks for listening, Susie Q. We appreciate having you on. Have a good okay. week. We'll talk to you later this week. Thanks, Later, Susie. Gators. What all do you have, my friend? Words, words of wisdom that come out of Susie. Um, exactly. That, that's actually something. true, you know. Yeah, no, you know, you, you, you know, you, you don't know what you can do until you do it. So you have to do it in order to know that you can do it. Um, but um, no, uh, there was other political news. You said you didn't have any more like political news, but there's political news all the way over in North Korea because uh, uh, little Kim over there um, uh, has a problem with a floating hotel. He purchased this hotel um, and it's in complete disrepair. And all it is is like, it, it looks like just a big square, like cruise ship. It doesn't even, you know, it's a floating hotel and it, and it has been around for a while. It was built in Australia and then he got it somehow, and now he's like, we're dismantling it. So that's the political news that's coming out of North Korea is that he's dismantling the floating hotel that I don't even know how much it costs. It's $100 million, something stupid, so that, that he's no longer going to have it. Political news. That's the only political wow. news coming out of North Korea. Yeah. <laughs> Did not know that. And I guess Australia originally built the thing, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Um, other weather-related news: uh, Kilauea looks like it's going to in in Maui. It looks like it's going to erupt again. They don't actually know. Um, it's building up a lake. Uh, the lake started a couple weeks ago, and and in the in the crater itself, and the it's it's, it's sulfuric. They don't. They haven't tested it yet, but they're going to soon. But it grew. Um, it was like the first day. It was like 33 feet, and now it's as big as a football field. So they're a little concerned that it might be a precursor, or you know, a, a, some way of telling that you know, Kilauea is going to blow up again. Um, and it, oh, that's the one okay. that blew up just last year. So right. So yeah, there's active volcanoes all over all over the ring of fire and um, there's, uh, you know, like multiple earthquakes as well all around the ring of fire. So I was up in uh, Portland, Oregon when Mount St. Helens blew. So we had a lot of ash and everything on the cars then. So I was, I was living not too far from uh, Mount St. Helens when that happened. Was there people evacuating where you were, where you were living? No, we were far enough away. I mean, it was like probably a two to three hour, two hour drive. Maybe you could see it in the distance. Maybe it's a little less, two hours or less. 
And we got, like I said, ash over the cars and everything from the, but but there was never an evacuation either where we were, we were too far away from it. And I think they they only had to evacuate not to, there's not a lot of um, stuff too close to the actual um, volcano itself in Washington there. There's a couple little villages there, uh, little towns, but it wasn't a major evacuation for that. Cool. Um, China, China is currently going through the worst drought that they've ever seen. Southeast China, uh, one of their main rivers. I'm going to butcher this. The Guao uh, River uh, is you can't go. You, there's no water in it. Uh, there's no there's no boats. There's no there's no way to, to transport anything through that river. And that's the main um, river that goes from goes through Beijing. Um, uh, 400,000 people currently do not have drinking water. Um, it's, it's a really, really bad situation there. And meantime, we have ice that's four times the size of Manhattan that's going to break off of Antarctica. I'm thinking like this is a little floodwater relocation program type thing. Like take that block of ice and bring it over to Beijing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, you know, yeah. I, it's just a little, just, you know, I mean, it's like, and, and by the way, when, when, when ice breaks off of Antarctica, it does nothing for sea level rise. I don't know how to explain this to you people. If there's ice in water, you just put a, a block of ice in, in the water. Okay. And then when the water melts, the water level does not rise. It does not rise in the, in the glass. And that's because it's already dispersed because of the ice cube. And that's what an iceberg is. It's floating on top of the ice already. It's already dispersed enough. What we're worried about is ice cracking off of or, or coming off of like Greenland, coming off of a landmass, that if it actually comes off of the landmass that is Antarctica or is so if it comes off of Greenland, then we're worried about that because we can't we, we we assume that we can't handle that our oceans and our lakes cannot handle that amount of water without there being sea level rise. And we're heating it up like crazy. So we're heating it up. You know, the temperatures are rising. So the water level is going to rise just with heating it. Um, but but with the ice thing, if, it, if it's breaking off in the water and it was in the water in the first place, it's going to it's already dispersed. You're not going to have a problem with that melting. What you have a problem with melting is anything that was on a landmass in the first place. If, it, if right. that melts, then we have a problem. And that's what's been happening all around uh, the Arctic, all around, you know, the, the North Pole. So is the land masses are melting and that's a problem. Well, the one that's melting, that's coming off, you know, yeah, it's a big, it's a big chunk of ice. But like I said, we should find a way to use it, <laughs> which, you know, seriously. I mean, it's, it's a big chunk of ice. It's just floating out there. We should find a way to use it, and Beijing could really use some water. That is, a, that is kind of floodwater relocation. I mean, you know, you're not going to get it over there in pipes, but what about a bunch of tugboats? Don't we have a bunch of war boats that could actually tug that thing? So it, it is only the size of Manhattan, and it's floating. So there should be a way to do this. We we do have that technology. That would be difficult to, to uh, cut boat Manhattan somewhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if it's floating, floating. This thing's four times the size. 
But if it's floating, it should be easy. I mean, that's how supposedly that's how they built Stonehenge. That's how they built the pyramids. They had a, a water supply where they were floating the rocks and they had a bunch of slaves, too, on top of it. So they had a bunch of guys and lifting it. Um, but at the same time, they used water in order to make those rocks lighter in order to lift them and move them. So, you know, it is it is something that we've been doing for thousands of years as humans. And we currently have some pretty impressive technology that could actually pull that stuff. It's not like it, you know, it's not an impossibility for us to do something like that. Would be interesting. Would be interesting to see how that happens. Costs a lot of money, but Beijing without water, that's costing a lot more money than than not. You know, I mean, you got four hundred thousand people that don't have drinking water currently, right now. Right. There's a lot of people. All right. Well, let's finish it up on a positive note. I try to whenever I can. There was a cool story out of here out of Columbus, my uh, hometown over here in uh, Ohio. In our capital, Columbus, Ohio, there's a restaurant called Mama Catina Vino y Cucina. Say that five times fast. Mama Catino's Vino y Cucina. Thursday, Uh there was an elderly couple visiting from out of town. They loved the food and the service so much that they gave their server a $100 tip on their bill. The bill was – and so she – the service name was Samantha Meyer, and she she went up to him and said, I think you meant to do $10, and you put an extra zero on here. And he says, no, no, we loved everything. No. You're amazing. Nice. We want you Excellent. to have the $100. And she was just so emotional, was so thankful and everything. So then they ordered a uh, $30 bottle of wine to go because here in Ohio you can uh, buy wine to go from restaurants and right. things as long as it's unopened. So they bought a thirty dollar right. of wine to go from her and put another nine hundred and seventy dollar tip on top of that for a total of a thousand seventy dollars we got this past Thursday. <laughs> love that. So, That's isn't awesome. That awesome? <laughs> I love that. That's really cool. People doing yeah. good work and of course everyone needs the money and she was a very happy camper. No, that's really cool of them to do that. I was watching uh, Jerry Seinfeld's um, uh, Celebrities in Cars Getting Coffee, and I, uh-huh. I love that show, dude. I, I absolutely Thank love that show. show. I think I've, it's I've one of the funniest shows. And he had Sarah Jessica Parker on, and they were at a restaurant, and she was leaving the tip, and she was leaving a solid 20%. And Jerry is known, known for this, like being one of the best tippers on the planet, he's known for walking right. in, getting a cup of coffee, and leaving a two hundred dollar tip. He's right. he's known for this, and and he's he laid down the two hundred dollars, and she's like, what? She's like, you know, <laughs> isn't twenty percent enough, man? And he's like, um, what do you think this waitress is going to say when her friend goes, wow, you 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 served um, Sarah Jessica Parker, and what she leave for you is a tip, and she's going to be like eight bucks, you know, 20%. And, and, <laughs> and Jerry's like, what do you, what do you think they're going to say about you? And so she's like pulling out more money <laughs> and leaving <laughs> down more money. <laughs> I remember that. It was really very, very funny. <laughs> yeah. But that's really cool of that couple to do that. That, you know, that's, that's really, really cool. Very cool. Yeah. 
There you go. Well, guys, we are at uh, the end of our hour. Give us a call. We'll be the rest of the here the rest of the week, Tuesday through Friday, three o'clock Pacific, six o'clock Eastern, right here on the Left of Straight Radio Network. We'll play out with another Matt Stern, your magic. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Peace. You are the best thing. You hold my heart inside your hands. Your magic. You make me crazy. Your touch, it makes me lose my head. It's tragic. It's all over.